back to the Let's Talk Football podcast. How are you doing, Harley? I'm grand, lad. I'm doing well. I'm very, very happy that we're on, you know, once again recording the Let's Talk Football podcast. Two weeks ago, I believe it was, that we last did it. Um, so we're getting a bit more consistent. We're on, we're on the way. We're on the road. And um, I'm very much looking forward to this right now in this moment. So, Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. So um, we are going to be talking about, indeed, a bit of a sore subject for me. Maybe you, but more so me recently, the FA Cup. Yeah. Um. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at every game and then make our predictions on it. And then we'll, what we'll do from there is we'll predict who we think will lift the oldest competition in English football at the end of uh, the season. So... I'm going to be starting this off with Burnley taking on Bournemouth at Turf Moor, Burnley's ground. What do you reckon on that? Well, I don't. I think Burnley will win. You know, they're in a good vein of form. Uh, you know, beat Liverpool, beat beat Aston Villa. Yeah, they are doing very well. Um, the thing is, for me though, if you look at, I'm just going to like they do play a strong lineup in the club. Sometimes, sometimes they don't. So I think if Burnley play a full strength lineup, well, do they Bournemouth as a team? I think they've got some very good players. I do think Burnley will win if they put out a full strong team. But should Burnley rest players, maybe you know, bench bench a few of the, you know, bench McNeil, maybe even rest Nick Pope or things like this. I think Bournemouth will do them. But with, with if they both put fully fit teams out, which you can see happening this late on in the cup, I think it will be Burnley going through. Well, with Burnley, they'll 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 think they have a chance of winning the cup. You know, beating Liverpool, beating Aston Villa, they they'll uh, they'll definitely believe they have a chance. At you you were in, you were after saying you were going to get relegated at the start of the season, didn't you? Yeah, and uh, now uh, Sean Dyke, he's just he's made this team like a brilliant team with the plays he's got. He's you know he's he's not brung in a lot of plays. He's just you know used what he's had. Yeah, um, he is. He is an underrated manager, to be honest. Um, I can't lie. I think he's the best manager in the Premier League. Me? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. Listen, listen. This is my reasoning. Oh, oh, you're not taking the piss off. No, no. This is my reasoning. Uh, so he just worked with Deadwood. I mean, Dale Stevens, who's he? <laughs> just worked with Deadwood and made them good players. You know, and if you give him, if you give him a chance at a top six club. You know, might have a chance of getting them into the top four, or you know, even winning the league. You never know. Mm, it's a big step up, managing them kinds of plays, though. Because, like, if you look at if you look at how David Moyes was at Everton, and he was doing boss, and everyone was saying he was a top manager, and then he took the move to United, and he had to deal with all these massive egos. Like, there isn't really anyone at Burnley that thinks they thinks that the dog's ball. If you're playing for Burnley, you're not the dog's ball. Because I hate to break it to you, um, but. Yeah. I think managing the egos and managing the expectations of the club that can be a very big thing. So it's not for everyone. Like I'm still like I do think he's a good manager. Yeah, saying he's the best in the league when you've got Klopp, you've got Pep, you've got Mourinho, you've got um, all top managers like that. I think that's a bit of a push. But I do think Dyche is an underrated manager. I will say. Okay. Um. But yeah, my prediction. Full strength squad out, Burnley win. Burnley put out a weaker squad. I think Bournemouth can take it. And I think if Bournemouth can do Burnley, then they'll be, they'll be looking very good. Um, underneath the team, Bournemouth, they've got some um, some quality in, in that side. Even doing well, even after Eddie Howe left, who's, who's been linked with the Celtic job. Um, whether they'll get that, we don't know. But moving on to the next match, at Old Trafford, Manchester United taking on West Ham. What do you reckon on that? I think West Ham will win. Bold. Any particular reason? Oh, just going to be a, a cup set. I just think it's going to be one of them games where, like, United are going to go into it like, oh yeah, we're going to smash these lot. Come on, and West Ham are going to West Ham are going to shock them. Mm, I think I can see, especially into the way United are in the league and the fixtures they've got. Like I'm looking at the fixture list now. They've got Arsenal um, tomorrow. Yeah, but we're recording this on Friday. I'm not sure when it'll be released. We're recording this on Friday, two p.m. time. <laughs> But they are playing Arsenal on Saturday at half past five. Then they have Southampton not long after, then Everton. 
and then they've literally got to play West Ham. I think it might even be the day after. That's how tightly packed their schedule is. So I can see United, in fact, not looking at that schedule, resting a lot of players. But then again, you've got on the other hand, you still have West Ham, who have they have Liverpool on on Sunday, then Villa will be a difficult game, and then Fulham. So they've got a tight schedule as well. So we don't know what teams we're going to see. What I will say, however, is that I do think that we shouldn't count West Ham out. And I do think they're a proper underrated team with some brilliant players. Suchek is a brilliant player. Um, Fabianski is a brilliant keeper. The, the system that they've got, the 5-4-1, it works. Antonio's a brilliant striker. They've got a good underrated team. Ben Rama. Ben Rama needs to be given a chance. Give Ben Rama a chance in, in a few games. He'll pick up and he will start to prove that he's a Premier League quality player. And he can, under the right management, under the right guidance, Saeed Ben Rama could become a world-class footballer. Imagine if West, imagine if West Ham got top four. That would be mental. I think, I think, the, um, I don't think they'll get top four, but I think they're a dark horse for Europe this season. We'll talk a bit more about the... Um, I don't say that. Like, no, I'm not saying they'll make it. I'm just saying that they're in contention. And very much I know, so. I know, you, I know you said dark horse, but give me flashbacks to when I said Bournemouth were a dark horse to get Europa League. <laughs> like, I think it was like a year ago. And uh, I was having a conversation with someone. Don't I don't think it was you, but I was having a conversation with someone. I don't remember if you said something that ridiculous. Don't worry, you've never heard the end of it. Like, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It was just going like, yeah, 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 yeah. City, City will probably win the title, and then uh, he said, "Who do you reckon will get Europa League?" And I go, "I think Bournemouth will get To be fair, lad, I said I said Norwich would stay up with ease. So we, I said something stupid as well. Don't worry. I said Sheffield yeah. United will go down, but that's a whole other different topic. Uh, I do think it does depend on the teams to get put out. If United rest players, then I think West Ham could do it. But I know United will rest players. It depends how many you rest. Like if United put out like United will put out like a Dean Henderson, or maybe like start like Tuesday or Bay, or and you know players like that. But if you full on rest the entire start eleven, and and West Ham go strong. I can see them doing it, but I do think United will do it, even if they rest a few players. Yeah. Uh, but West Ham again, underrated team. I think they've got a very good chance of beating Liverpool on Sunday. But again, that's a whole other different topic. I mean, you've been struggling against the uh, small teams recently. Yeah, I think West Ham as well play. They can play five four one quite often. They don't always against bigger teams. They are more more attacking, but with that five four one system. Did you get results against big teams? They've done it with City this season, I believe, if we recall correctly. But, um, yeah, moving on to the next game. Yeah. Sheffield United um, take on Bristol City. Right, that's an interesting one. It's a Bramble Lane, Sheffield United's ground. I think I do see Sheffield United winning this, um, to be honest. Uh, Bristol City, decent team, but like Sheffield United kind of got a, a bit of an easy draw here. So I do think with the confidence that they'll have picked up going against United and getting that win at Old Trafford as well, if they can keep on that momentum, they can beat Bristol City. Right? I know I've said previously they've had no chance to stay in. I'm not saying they will stay up, but this little bit of momentum, this big result, just maybe, maybe, with, you know, Chris Wilder's rotating the squad, just maybe there's a bit of hope that Sheffield United can keep fighting. Sheffield United can go through, you know, being on track to become the lowest team in terms of points in Premier League history to maybe even fight to stay up. Well, uh, I think Bristol City are going to go through on penalties. <laughs> that would be the ultimate shit, Alzheimer. I think, I think, that, you know, they're a, good, they're a good team in the Championship, but, you know, they, they have Premier League uh, expectations that, uh, but when was the last time Bristol City were in the top flight? I'm going to Google that. I'm curious. I don't know, but I do know they. I do know they throw money at players and last it doesn't really stick. City were in the top flight. It, it doesn't really. It, it, they're not. 1980 was the last time they've been in the top flight. My parents weren't even alive when Bristol City were last basically a Premier League club. Yeah, but but they have Premier League expectations because every season they throw money. Throw money at players and it doesn't stick together, like it doesn't gel or anything. So, you know, you know more about the championship than I do. I know about some championship teams, but I don't massively keep up with Bristol City. Yeah, uh, but yeah, they just throw money 
around and doesn't stick. So I, I feel, I do feel they have a lot of good players. You know, a lot of players. They've got a lot of young players who could become Premier League quality in the future. Uh, I I do feel they'll park the bus. Yeah. No, yeah, well, I think I think I think they will. I can't see it going to extra time, but I think Sheffield United will just find find it in the, to go through. But um, yeah, the next game, the next game at the Molyneux Stadium, Wolverhampton Wanderers take on Southampton. So it's at Wolves' ground. And I think, I think uh, Southampton are going to win. I think. Mm, this is a difficult one. I have a feeling, I have a little feeling that Wolves, they've been playing decent recently, all things considered. I do think they'll get a draw and they'll, they'll take it to Pens. I think Wolves, if it goes to Pens, I think Wolves will win it. But Southampton need to, need to be winning it. I think Southampton could win it in extra time. My official prediction is like Wolves on Pens. But I think if Southampton can get past Wolves, they can go far in this competition. I do believe that because they're a quality side. See, I just see a Danny Ings masterclass, and uh, you know when Danny Ings is on it, no one's stopping him. No one's stopping him when, on his day. So he's gonna get two goals. It's gonna be a two 0 win for for uh, Southampton. Hey, look, what about a you know a cheeky bit of Shane Long? Oh, you know well, he'll be in the he'll be in the championship next season himself. <laughs> nah, nah, he's, he's going to win. Um, he'll end up going to Barcelona. I'm 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 wearing my island shirt now. I might get Shane Long on the back of it for you know for a bit of crap like, you know, keep a look going. Shane Long's on fire. Your defense is terrified. Shane Long's on fire. No, 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 in League Two, though, <laughs> yeah, he's even shitter than I thought. <laughs> anyway, um, nah, I like, I like, I like Doyle. To be fair, almost said he supports Celtic. Nah, I've, I've, I like Irish footballers to do well here, and just in general, to be honest. But I know he's probably never going to be at the levels again. Cap for us, I just like to see Irish fellas doing well. Like I'm not, I don't, I don't particularly support Celtic. I just like them as a club and think mm. uh, the quality. But right, I think we both know who's going to be winning this game. This next one, it's um, it's a Farnsley's ground. I couldn't even tell you what Farnsley's ground's called. I think I'd have to Google that unless you know it. But it's Barnsley. It's Barnsley taking on Chelsea. Oh, didn't they? Didn't they play each other in the EFL Cup? I don't know. <laughs> I'll find out when they, when they last played each other. No, I thought they played each other in the other cup at the start of the season. Yeah, they did. And Chelsea filmed the country from six 0 at Stamford Bridge, basically. Barnsley to win like six 0 in that. <laughs> Chelsea gonna Chelsea gonna mop the floor with them. Yeah, definitely. I'm gonna be bold here. Chelsea seven. Chelsea gonna score seven. Yeah. And uh, Barnsley is gonna score no. Not mm, score. I can see it. It's Oakwell Stadium. Barnsley's ground called. Um, so that's the name of that. I, I do think it'll be an emphatic Chelsea win. I think they'll be able to make a statement. With the new manager coming in and all, all of these things like this, I know they've got a few games before it. They've got, you know, Burnley at home, Tottenham away, Sheffield United away. Some some difficult games in there, but yeah, I like Barnsley. Uh, I like Barnsley. They're a very very club. You know, I'd like to see them do well. I don't. I don't know much about them to be honest. They're in the Championship, I believe, aren't they? Yeah, just like a champion. The Championship. Yeah. Uh, I just had a look at the 12th in the championship. Well, they'll be. I'm sure they can climb up the table. They were in a better position than they were last season in the championship. They they escaped relegation by the skin of their teeth. I remember them being quite low down the table. I think think we can both agree. Emphatic Chelsea winning this one. Several goals to be scored. I can see Tim O'Vainer getting a couple of tap ins. You know. He's called Tim O'Vernor. Nah, I feel sly on Vernor, to be honest. But this is a bit more interesting one. I think this will incite a bit more discussion. Uh, and that's Everton taking on Tottenham at Goodison Park. And I'm very split on which way this one can go because I feel as though this, this is one of them games that can go either way. Uh, well, uh, I, think top, I think Tottenham are going to take the, the win in this one. Mm. Yeah, I'll be like, 
It'll be one now. One no Tottenham. Honestly, I think I think if both teams put out a full squad again, because that's an important factor in this cup where the teams put out a full team. But I can't say I think if they both put out a full squad, Tottenham will win. But Tottenham do have a tendency to um you know, rest the players in in, in cup games. Uh, I do think Everton are just gonna sneak it personally. They do, but the thing is about Tottenham, they have they have so many quality players. They have so much process. I mean, just like, you just from their reserves to, to their first team, there's just so much quality. And uh, I bet it's I bet when Mourinho like a day days before games, I bet, I bet he struggles to pick players. Yeah, he's got he's got he's got a lot of depth in that team. Like, a lot of, so I, I, I feel as though. In the absence of Lascelles, in the absence of Eli Ali, I feel as though even in Dombele has come along very well as a as a more creative man and midfielder. I know that's not you really his first choice role, but I think he looks really good playing just behind Kane. To be honest, I mean I feel bad for Tottenham because they've had a they've had a few words. they've had some stressful draws recently against some top teams like Marine and that. So no, nah, right, so... <laughs> no one no one talks about how lucky Tottenham are with their cup draws or and your over draws. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've, I've, I know they like fair play for them to get in this far, and like I'm gonna look at Tottenham's first. I'm gonna look at the AFL. How they got to the AFL Cup final, right? Was because they're a Premier League club. They essentially got a, a buy into one of the rounds, and then who did they who did they even face in this um, round of twenty three? Eh? I'm gonna have a look. Leighton Orient, and they got that game as a free win because Leighton Orient had loads of fucking positive test cases. Like, then they had, they had a game at Chelsea after that in the FL Cup. Uh, where they, it's fair enough, Chelsea are home's difficult. And then they drew Stoke in the quarters and Brentford in the semis over two legs. And that's how they got to the final against City. How do you feel about Leighton Orient? They're, they're a good team. I mean, I don't know much about them. You know, you're probably going should know something about them. The only thing I know about them is that they mopped the floor with us. Like 4-0. Like an audience is straight. Probably. I don't yeah. know. I don't I don't know any of the players. Um. They uh they uh they can they can give teams like they give teams in the league two a tough time and they can give teams up for the pyramid a tough time with their formation and uh here's another thing. Uh, do you know uh, do you know who Jamie McEnough is? No it means I haven't got a flu. He's he's a pundit for uh, he's a pundit for Sky Sports. Uh, oh he, oh shit yeah yeah he's a pundit for Sky Sports and uh, of course uh, of course in, banged in he banged in a, a free kick from like thirty yards out uh, banged in a free kick from thirty yards out uh, against us and I was like hang on how's he done that then not right right I just wanna. I'm sorry, I can't get my mind off this, right? Tottenham's FA Cup draw, right? I know we talked about how easy the FL one was by that Chelsea game. So to get through, they've had Marine away, uh, Wickham away, and now they're clean through into the um, round of 16 already. How easy the Tottenham get their draws? I'm sorry. Like, if that was City, everyone would be accusing them of paying the refs off, not the refs, the DFA off and, and shit like that. Tottenham. Hunting straws are just like they get. I don't. I don't know. Because, uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Sometimes. If Bristol, you you know that if Bristol City went on penalties and Tottenham beat Everton, you know Tottenham got a draw with Bristol City at home or something like that. Probably. You know, Tottenham. Sometimes I'll get an easy draw and sometimes I'll get a hard draw. Very rare, but. I think, I think their hardest draw this season, though, like their hardest draw with Brentford. They got they got Chelsea early on in, in the uh, EFL Cup, but to be fit, like other than that. Uh, anyway, moving on. Swansea versus Man City. It's at the Liberty Stadium, Swansea's ground. I genuinely hope Swansea go through. I, I just. I'd be, I'd be inclined to agree with you, but without City, look how much squad depth they've got. We just know that Swansea are going to get battered. I mean, Swansea are a good team. They've got some good players. Don't get me wrong; like they've got plenty of talent all over the, all over the, the squad. 
Um, good team. They are, I don't think they'll get promoted, but I think they're in the fight for promotion this season. But it's it's City at the end of the day, isn't it? Yeah, it's Man City. You mean they're they're flashing and um, go go through to the next round, unfortunately. But yeah, I mean, but fuck fuck who would it be if Man City just didn't? Man City, Man United, and Liverpool weren't in the weren't in the cup, and it was just and Tottenham. Uh, it was just a few EFL teams and a few small Premier League clubs that would make the cup so much more entertaining for mm. a neutral. From a neutral point of view, Mick, yeah. like, it's it's difficult because like I feel as though it's, it, the cup has always been like it, the way it's always been. If it was set up randomly, now it was set up, and they said they were excluding the top top teams, it'd be fine. But it's been this has been going on for years. It's been a tradition for years. For, for these clubs to be competing in in the league cup and like Liverpool like in the eighties was synonymous with that cup. Man City now is synonymous with that cup. Man City went every year. Well, yeah, Liverpool, and that was what Liverpool used to do in the eighties. Used to win that cup every single year, nearly. Yeah, and I, mean, I know that seems like seems like it's one team dominating, but it's like when you go back and you think of, of, of the dominant teams of the past. And you think of the League Cup victories, the the close out, you think instantly. It, and, and you know, a newer generation of fan might think City now. Go, you don't want to go back to to the eighties. You think about Liverpool, and you think about Bob Paisley. Didn't you lose the Didn't you lose the FA Cup in in uh, eight, 1988 to uh, Wimbledon? I believe, yeah, I believe it was the late eighties, and that that it's stuff like that. As much if I was an arm back then, that would have caused me like pain. Do you know what I mean? But it's stuff like that. It's the magic of the FA of the FA Cup and the League Cup and and things like that. I think it's a good opportunity as well for these smaller clubs if they get drawn as well. Say you say you're a club. Say you're Morecambe and you've come up in a draw against like Man City or something mad like that. And I'm like, so that game's gonna get televised. So you're gonna get TV money. If fans were allowed in stadiums, you'd have fans rushing to get to that game. You take, you can put ticket prices up to help the club profit. It just helped the club out a lot. So even if the team gets smashed eight 0 it helps it helps the owners make money, and that that's just that extra bit of money can be the difference between staying up or going down or getting promoted or stay, just staying in in League One, League Two, or wherever you are. Do you know what I mean? People tell me, who would you want in the Premier League? And I'll always say AFC Wimbledon, Blackburn Rovers, Bolton Wanderers. You know, I've, I've won all the classic teams in there. Yeah, because I think I think some of the clubs now that aren't in the Premier League are just too too big to not be Premier League. Like it's mad to me that use Bolton and a League Two club. It's mad to me that Blackburn aren't in the Premier League. It was mad to me a few years back that Leeds and Aston Villa weren't in the league. It's, yeah. it's mad how it's mad how far Wimbledon have fell. Over, over the years, because of everything that's happened with their club, it's all mad. Charlton, even if you want to look at them, I would, I would, they not, um, do you know what I mean? Yeah, um, but anyway, last game we've got to talk about so far for this round it's Leicester taking on Brighton. It's at the King Power Stadium, Leicester's ground. What are we saying? Brighton, I think Leicester. I think Brighton. I've gone for a lot of the safe options in this, but I just, I just don't think, um, I just can't see Brighton doing it. Like they're having, they're having the only script, the only beat Blackpool on on penalties. I believe. Oh no, no, it wasn't penalty. It was um, they beat Blackpool two one after being one one a half time at home, um, and they, they had to beat Newport on penalties. It was in the last round of the FA Cup, so they're not doing particularly well. I mean, if you if you have to wait until the second half. To, to get a 2-1 victory against a team whose best player is probably literally Gary fucking Medine. Hey, don't diss him yet. Don't <laughs> nah, diss- I love a bit of Gary Medine, well. man. He's, he's, a, he's a proper fucking shit. I also love him. But, um, yeah. I, I, do, I do think Brighton are going to struggle. They struggled against Newport. They struggled against, um, against Blackpool. They are going to struggle against Leicester City away. It's as simple as that. Jamie, Jamie Vardy's having a party, bring your vodka in your Charlie's, you know what I fucking mean? 
No, he's not. He's not. So he won't be playing. None of that. Well, even if he doesn't, I.e. Inacho could probably take their defence. Inacho doesn't play. Well, he probably will play, but they'll play a weakened team. They'll play a a weakened team, but Brighton have been playing weak teams. in the. I know they've had smaller teams themselves. But again, we're going on to Brighton's schedule. They've got got Tottenham soon. Then they've got Liverpool away. Then they've got Burnley away. And then they've got Leicester away in the cup. So... I don't think Brighton are coming through. They'll go through on pen. Mm, we'll see. We'll see. They'll have to shit out that one, I think. But who do you think is going to win the FA Cup? That's the big question. And while you're here, who do you think, who do you think is going to win the EFL Cup, the final between Spurs and City? Who do you reckon's winning that? I think Spurs will win the EFL Cup. I agree with that. Spurs to beat City. Yeah, and I feel I think uh, Man City will win the FA Cup. We literally agree on. We, I agree with everything you've just said there. To be honest, I think I can see Mourinho just shit out in a, a one-off final against City. I just feel that. I feel as though he is going to bring some trophies. To, that's going to be the trophy he brings to Spurs. I can also see him potentially. I said this at the start of the season. Unless United, I think it's between United and Spurs for Europa as well. So I do. I can't see Spurs winning the League Cup and Europa in the same season. Um, but for the FA Cup, I just think City are doing too well at the moment too. Uh, yeah, I think the EFL Cup, uh, City will uh, rest, rest their team against Spurs. And... No, in the in the final. Well, yeah, because they don't. At the minute, for me, I, I don't feel like they they really care about the EFL Cup. I mean, whatever. Happens. Come on, they can't. They're not going to against a, a team as big as Spurs. They're not going to rest the players in a cup final. I mean, even if you, I'm just going to look at City's schedule. Yeah. I bet. By reckoning, but just Gabriel Jesus for Aguero. I, do, I think um, they've actually moved the EFL Cup fan. Like it's, it's usually in February, March time, but they've delayed it a little bit in hopes they can get fans in, I think. But anyway, right. So we both we both have similar predictions anyway. I can just see, see, see both teams putting out a full strength squad and Mourinho just shit out on it personally. Aguero starting for City. Well, he can hardly get in the team, and it was just always he's either injured, tested positive, or he's fucking joining me. Yeah, I, I don't even know what happened to Aguero. So, so we're 29 minutes in, we've spoken about the FA Cup, we've got more time, and I've done something recently. If you checked, um, if you've got me on Snapchat, then you'll have had the chance of sending questions. If you follow Let's Talk Football on Instagram at Let's Talk Football and score official, go and follow that now, right now, right now. Or after after it's ended, after it's ended, whenever you want, just follow the page. The page needs more support because the, the podcast get all the attention. The Instagram page, I feel as though there's a lot of quality content on there, just doesn't get recognised enough. Do you know what I mean? But yeah. ask. I'm gonna I'm gonna read out the questions. Um, the first one, I think it's anonymous, but I think I know who it's from. So uh, if you're listening to listening to this, Jimmy, hello. Thoughts on the Wrexham takeover? Oh. Um, in, in case you weren't aware, Wrexham, I've been yeah. um, well by uh, a millionaire. Yeah, th- there's some, there's a big, big um, someone with big money looking to, to, to buy them. They're in the um, they're in the conference right now, I believe, aren't they? And I, I just I just think it's a club like Wrexham with fans as brilliant as they are, because Wrexham fans are brilliant for for the you know. A team that low down in, in the ranks, they've got an unreal atmosphere. Just just a friendly load of a, a, a boss fans, really, and I, I, I like the club. So, you know what, Jimmy, assuming this is you, I think it is. Wrexham getting taken over, I would love to see them climb the ranks, and I'd love to see Wrexham be a Premier League club one day, because they deserve it. I think they'll be a Premier League club, but I think it'll be a bit like Salford. Uh... Yeah, I can see I can see that. But I think Salford will end up in the Premier League one day, personally. Not, not soon, but like... Give him 15 years' time, I can see it. I think the goal is... I think, Rex, I think Rexham will probably make it to uh, the Championship at most, but I don't see them, you know, going all the way up to the Premier League. Especially with... Uh, it, yeah. It just... It, it does depend on how, much, how, like... I know you, you can you can throw money at it, but a, a, a bag of money, he's never scored a goal. A bag of money, he's never won a trophy. It's about how you spend that money. Uh, so yeah, money getting pumped into the club 
that's good. That can help build the facilities and help build maybe a big stadium and help with all of these things. Definitely. But at the end of the day, you need the recruitment to be right, you need the staff to be right, you need the managers to be right. All of these things need to be. They've already got a decent enough stadium, to be fair to them. Like, mm. What capacity is it, you know? I'm going to take a guess. I'm going I'm to Google it. I've seen it. I've seen the stadium. Maximum stadium. No, that's actually quite a big stadium. That could, that could pass in the, um, in the EFL, at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, like stadium capacity. You get 10,000 people, which is like nearly 11,000, which isn't. 10,771 if you wanted a specific figure, like, which that's never going to cut it in the Premier League, is it? So they'll, they'll have to build a new stadium if they want to go further than like League One or the Championship. But that'll take time, I think. But it's not, I don't think it's anything that the, the owner couldn't afford. Almost had a, a small stadium, though, didn't they? In the yeah, that, but that's again, um, it, when, you, when you've got a small stadium like that, like, I, know, I know they don't work really well, but let's be honest, most of that is down to how good of a manager Eddie Howe is. Um, I know they're in the championship now, but all and they're doing well there. All of the foundations for that team were built by Eddie Howe. If Wrexham can get their own Eddie Howe and build a new stadium, boom, that is a Premier League club. I think with the finances that they make long term off the stadium, that could keep them sustainable and that could keep them from, you know, being in the Premier League, being in the Championship, even just just somewhere. I like Wrexham, and yeah, I want them to get promoted. But if they do get promoted to League Two, then and and we're still in League Two. Then it then I'm like, well, they'll probably beat us because uh, they they'll probably have a better team than us with the money they pumped into it in a year's time. Someone has asked us um, another question: Who has been the best defender, midfielder, attacker in the Premier Premier League this season? I'm going to include goalkeeper in that as well. Um, but what do you, I, I've got my answers. One time to think about it. Or maybe I I don't know. I know my my answers for this. You've not heard the questions I have. I'm the one reading them out. Um, so I'll, I'll I'll tell you who I think the answers to that question is. Credit to um, underscore Louis Steele on Instagram for that question. But in my opinion, the best keeper in the league has been Emiliano Martinez, and it's not even been close for me. Aston Villa. He's been unreal. He's so underrated. Aston Villa have a lot of underrated players. I I agree. We've spoke about this um, a lot, but best defender. You know, I'm going to give it to Ruben Diaz, but there's a lot, and I mean a lot of players that deserve a shout. John Stones deserves a shout. Thiago Silva deserves a shout. Kate Zuma deserves a shout. Even Fabinho as a makeshift centre back deserves a shout. Wesley Fofana for Leicester. Matty Cash at right back for Villa. There's so many, but I've got to give it to Ruben Diaz personally. Best of God. Yeah, he's been decent as well, so... Yeah. Best midfielder, I've got to give that one to Bruno Fernandes, but there's a couple of players that do deserve the shout, you know, Yamas Rodriguez, Suchet for West Ham, Kevin De Bruyne at City. As much as I hate to say it, Jack Grealish at Aston Villa has had a good season himself. Um, James Madison's um, had a good season, people haven't really noticed that much, but I do think he has had a really good season when I've watched him. Um, best attacker for me, it's very tight and it's between two. Son and Salah. I'm going to have to give it to Son because even though Salah's had that one more goal, I feel as though Son's just been a bit more consistent. But it's very tight. Obviously, shout out to Salah. Kane's been doing well. Dominic Calvert-Lewin was doing extremely well um, earlier in the season. Vardy has been good himself. So, yeah, that's my answers on it. Best keeper, Emiliano Martinez. Best defender, Ruben Diaz. Best midfielder, Bruno Fernandes. And best attacker is human son. My answer is best goalkeeper Martinez, best defender uh, Vestergaard, and uh, because he's just been absolutely unreal this season for Southampton. I mean, I don't think Southampton would be in a position, the position, the, the position, the position <laughs> they are now. <laughs> they are without him. Uh, yeah, best midfielder uh, Bruno Fernandez and uh, best attacker uh, Salah. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's interesting that you, you, you love Son and I love Salah. And we've gone, we've gone for the opposite. I think that just shows how good we are at being unbiased, to be honest. <laughs> but thank you for the question, Louis. Um, I think Luca Jones, one, two, three, asked me, and I think this is more directed at me as a Liverpool supporter, but he asked me, 
would you rather Everton win the FA Cup or come second? Personally, yeah. Right. I would prefer them to win the FA Cup. As someone, as a Liverpool supporter, I would prefer them to win the FA Cup. Just because if they're guaranteed to come second, that gives Liverpool a lower chance of finishing top four if they're doing that well in the league. So, yeah, Everton can, Everton can have the FA Cup. I'm not asked about that. Liverpool are out of it. As long as United don't win it, it's sound. Um, so, yeah, you can have that. We'll, but for the most important thing for Liverpool is they're still in the title race, yeah, but with the injuries you've got, in that team, I don't think I'm not sure how long they can keep a title race up for. I hope they can keep it up, obviously. But I do think that the main, the, as long as Liverpool get top four this season, and then they can go at it again next season and just go go at it full throttle like they did last season. Yeah. Then I think I think they'll be okay. But I would much rather Everton win the FA Cup than take up one of the top four spots on account of the fact yeah. that it would it would affect Liverpool if Everton were getting going second. It wouldn't affect us really, apart from having to hear Everton fans go on about it if they want a trophy that, that we are in. I think, I think both of you, I mean, they've been in the title race for quite a while now, you know. You know, no, we're that oh, yeah. good. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Someone's asking, where do you think Liverpool will finish at the end of the season? I, pers- I personally think we will just miss out on top four. If we carry on performing like we did last night, I think it's a good sign. But without massive, that's the thing. Massive getting injured, Fabinho's injured, Van Dijk, Gomez are injured. If we don't sign a decent centre back, then we, I think we are in trouble, and we could we could finish fifth, sixth, seventh, something like that, maybe even lower. So we, I, I do have a good, a strong feeling that we might miss out, and, and you know, on, on Champions League football this season. Personally, I think Liverpool aren't really. You no, know, I don't think they should be worrying. I mean, they're in a bad vein of form. Every team has a bad vein of form, unless you're a Bolton fan. Uh, you know, we're, we're always in a bad vein of form. Uh, but I think I think you'll I think you'll be third. I take that at this point. And obviously, you'd be disappointed with the expectations at the start of the season. I'd be disappointed to obviously not go for the league again. But with the injuries we've got, I think I'd, I'd be all right with third place. But yeah. are you still in the Champions League? Um, yeah, we are. We've got like we've got Leipzig. If if you can, if you beat like like you'll probably beat Leipzig. So beat Leipzig. Mm, I don't know. You know, I don't know. They've actually they've got they've got a really good defensive setup. Yeah. Um, but if you do beat if you do beat Leipzig and go to the next round, uh, and the next round is like March, it'll, it'll be March time, won't it? Um, be something like that, yeah. Yeah, so March time. Van Dyke got injured only a few a few months. It was a bad injury though. We don't know if he'll be back in time. Yeah, but but Mark, he could the earliest he he could be back is March. So yeah, get lucky if you get lucky. And uh, Joe said he'll be back by fe- um, by February March time as well. So that's a big big thing. Yeah, so if you can get a few players back, and is Joe when's Joe Gomez gonna be back? He's he's out long he's out for most of the season himself. I think he's got a similar recovery timeline to Van Dyke. Yeah, so if you can get like two 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 or three players back, there's no reason why you you can't push for the uh, Champions League. I wouldn't mind the European run this season. I'm not particularly confident in that. But I've some someone asked me, Sam Dot Warren, sixteen, is James McLean the goat? Yes or yes? The answer is yes. James McLean he hates the fucking. Cl- Queen, kiss the Irish badge upon my chest. No, he isn't. He's the worst, worst island player to ever in the island shirt, in my opinion. <laughs> I think that there's been much worse. I will tell you right now that there's been much worse. Have you ever seen Paul McChain? He's a legend. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. Yeah, I don't legend. even want to talk about it, Sam. Legend. Um, Didn't head the ball. Legend. <laughs> yeah, um... Up the Manzu, which up the Croatia. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Owen Odohasi, 67, asked me, a Celtic supporter this is, do you think we will ever see Celtic or Rangers get as close to 10 in a row again in our lifetime? <laughs> me personally, as someone who follows Scottish football um, quite closely, um, I, I like Celtic as a club. Um, I think Hibs are, are, are a decent club as well, so there's a few clubs in that league that I like. I do think... 
then if it's going to be any of the two teams, it's going to be Celtic rather than Rangers. I feel as though <clears throat> I know Celtic have, have kind of shitty owners and, and a shitty board and that, but I, I feel as though they'll go eventually. And I feel as though they're just a bigger club, bigger stadium than, than Rangers are. They've got more, more money, so I feel as though their success is more sustainable. Whereas Rangers, it's just come down to how fantastic as a manager Gerard's been. And they've got a few good players in there as well, such as uh, in this current moment. But I think if any team's ever going to go for it, it'll be Celtic. We just have to see, after Gerard leaves Rangers, how they cope. Who do you replace them with and how they cope? If Rangers go back down to how they were before Gerard came on the scene, <clears throat> then I do think we could see Celtic do, actually do 10 in a row in our, in our lifetime. I don't, I don't care about Scottish football, but man, if there was one team I wanted to win the Scottish Premiership, it would probably be Dundee United. Dundee United. Well, no, because they're my favourite <coughs> Scottish club at the moment. Yeah, fair enough. If, if, my, mine is Celtic. Um, I've got a Celtic family, a lot of Celtic friends as well. But if I had to pick another club that wasn't Celtic, it would definitely be Hibs. I just, I, I really like Hibs. Yeah, yeah. Dundee. But, Charlie James Musa too asks, "Who do you think is going to win the Champions League?" My money is on Bayern Munich personally. Uh, I think PSG will win it. That's bold. That's bold. Explain. <laughs> uh, I just, I just feel, I just feel uh, Pochettino. You know, he's got to the Champions League final before, and I think he'll carry that experience uh, till to. Uh, to uh, do see and uh, feel uh, feel that uh, you know you know it, it's so hard it's so hard in the Champions League. It's so hard to win the Champions League like two years in a row uh, and there's so many there's like even small teams can beat the big team in the competition so Bayern Munich can't really underestimate anyone yeah so, mm, if, that's if, if Bayern Munich get knocked out, then PSG will surely be the favourites because Real Madrid are just awful. They can't keep... My, if, if Bayern get knocked out, my money's on City. Oh, yeah, City. I forgot about City. <laughs> does, that change, does that change anything? Yeah. Have you just forgot that Man City existed? Yeah, yeah. Have you just gone and thought they're so incapable of winning the Champions League thanks to Raheem Sterling pretending he's playing rugby every time he's got a fucking open goal? That you just thought that Manchester City didn't exist. That's that's brilliant. Man City will get knocked out in the quarters again. I, I can I can see it, but if I think if Pep stops stops putting on stupid lineups, only legends remember. Only OGs on the who followed Let's Talk Football on Instagram. Only them people remember. Yeah, only them people remember when I predicted Leon were going to knock Man City out of the Champions League, and then they gone and they went and done it. You did. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> but um, yeah. Who's winning the league? Naim Ali asks. Um, Naim Ali underscore eleven. Should I say who's winning the league? City, you know. Uh, yeah, Man City. Yeah, yeah. I know Naim's a, a United fan. I think. I think. I don't think this is Sheffield United loss will be the start of them sliding downhill. But I do think that. The, the run form that he's been on lately isn't sustainable. Well, I do think that he can challenge the FA Cup. He can challenge for Europa. He could even be chasing the league, but I just can't see anything but City win, winning this Premier League, to be honest, at this point, unless something drastic changes. Yeah, there's a lot of teams in the race, but it's just City, City will probably... The only teams I see them dropping points to is Man United and Liverpool. And the thing is, even if they just drop points to them, they... all the other teams are going to be dropping points as well. Though things yeah. happen, this has been a mental season. So they'll, so they'll just beat everyone if they just drop points to Man, U- Man United and Liverpool. Uh, once that, like, once if they drop like six points and then beat every other team in the division that they have that they have to face, they'll they'll win the league because they'll pick up quite a fair amount of points. Yeah, it's a good point. Angel underscore nineteen oh four asks me, should Liverpool play four two 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 with Wijnaldum and Hendo both as CDM and Firmino as a attacking midfielder? 
I, I, if you've if you've seen right again, I keep promoting the Instagram page constantly, but it co- keeps coming back to this. Right, I have done a video, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna share it down because I feel it's all something a lot of Liverpool supporters, especially but football fans in general, should see. It explains why, although the performance against Spurs, we using the four three three false nine was good last night. Yes, I'm not sure how sustainable that'll be. We'll have to see, but I do believe that the way forward will be a four three three one, with um with the injuries we've got. Yeah, I think Fabinho and Mata both injured. Um, I'm going. I'm going to be optimistic and sh- assume Liverpool sign a centre back. Um, it probably won't be higher due to the amount of money. So let's say it's it's Ben Botman who who linked with who's going to be cheaper. I think a, a backline: Allison, Robertson, Botman, Henderson. This is just until Fabinho and all the other centre backs come back. But Allison, Robertson, um, Hendo, Botman, Trent. And then a midfield of, I don't know, probably like Wayne Alden, Milner, Thiago, and then for the four two three one, you can have. Wait, no, 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 forget, forget all that. If it's the two, then it'd be. Uh, I'm getting confused. Be Wayne Alden and Thiago, and then you'd have uh, the three behind the one would be Firmino, Manny, Sally, up top of Rigi. Um, but I talk about how this system could work. If you want to go on Let's Talk Football underscore official, follow us on there, and uh, there'll be a 25 minute long video. Also, if you're interested in that, on me talking about essentially how um, how Liverpool should should fix this crisis. Although they look as though they could be on the way to that, but that was just one result and one excellent performance. Although I will say, I've not seen Liverpool play like that since pre-lockdown. Um, so that, that that's interesting. Yeah. So anyway, McDouble Jim one seven four six Scottish Scottish fellow as well, right? So um, oh god, he asks, he asks, <laughs> just spelling it as if he's a Scottish man. Gotta love him. Oh. What the hell's going on, pal? <laughs> what the hell is going on, Jim? I don't know. I don't know, fella. Um, big shout out to him. No, he's he's a good man. Um. I just think it's the injuries, and I think it's, it's the lack of crowd. As, again, this is another thing I talk about, the problems that Liverpool are facing in that video that I've just mentioned, but yeah. Um, Lil underscore Jono, 31, asks, and this was before the Liverpool Spurs game, what's your opinion of Liverpool losing the recent game? And again, that, that just comes down to everything I've mentioned and everything that I've talked about on that video as well. Okay. Um, Dominated, you you dominated the whole game. Just the counter, just the counter attacks, really, and yeah, but you should have took your chances. I, I I don't disagree, but they just def- the way you can defend against. I say this all the time. The best way to defend against a four-three-three false nine is to have everyone mark the mark the wingers and just let them, you know, shoot. Because Pope- I know he scored last night, but he's all two yards out from goal. So there's, there's also Nick Pope too, like. Have you seen the size of his legs? Literally, he's like a spider. Oh no. Bailey underscore Akinso4 asks, How shit is Liverpool right now? For context, this is a Man United fan who was giving it the large after United beat Liverpool's, you know, half injured team in the FA Cup. And then what happened after he sent that was they went and lost to Sheffield United at home, which is quite funny, ironically enough. So, how shit is Liverpool right now? Considering we're, you know, champions of the Premier League and all that, we are quite shit. But yeah, but that's that's not because of your that's, that's not because of your fault. It's because of the injuries you've got. It's it's some of it. Some of it but, is to be fair. Like um, some as tactics getting figured out a bit. But again, the injuries not helping. Lack of crowd also not helping. So something you can't really. Something you can't help because you know you don't you don't have your fans in the stadium. So. We kind of got to cut off there a little bit. But the next question that we've received has been regarding European football, more specifically Europa League, but I do think it'd be best if we did talk about European football. Dark horses for Europa League this season is the question. But what do you reckon on that? I think uh, dark horses for Europa League are West Ham uh, and... uh... No, my mind went blank. Honestly, right, look at... No, Aston Villa and uh, 
yeah, after the loan West Ham. Yeah, like look, looking like obviously teams like Leicester look like they're gonna get Yoru. Everton, I think will get Yoru. Um, Villa and West Ham are definitely win with the shows of it. You know, I, yeah. I think Leicester and Everton will definitely Leicester and Everton could even push the top four. I think um, I can see Villa, West Ham, Southampton seem to have a, have a shot. If Wolves can turn the season round, you know, as they've, as they've been, you know, they've been playing okay lately. I think Wolves could even be in with a bit of a bit of a oh. shows on it. Well, that's seven, that seventh place spot doesn't always mean Europa League. Well, no, because obviously we yeah. we know that unless. Tottenham or City finish outside the top six, which is highly unlikely. Whoever wins, whoever wins the EFL Cup, if the winner of the EFL Cup, whether that's City or Tottenham, finishes outside the top six, then you know that's what goes to them anyway. But then it depends on who wins the FA Cup. But let's just assume that Spurs finish top six and win the cup, the EFL Cup, and City win the FA Cup and, yeah. and finish top. Like we assume, let's just assume all that happens, and let's say that, that seventh place spot does mean it. And the sixth place as well. Yeah, that's why Wolves last season went, you know, a little yeah. bit un. And it, and it was so so unlucky. But looking at Wolves now, I'm not sure if they could have quite handled uh, Europe because again they've got. I know they're, they're kind of getting better with that, but they've still got a very thin squad, really. But Especially with Raul Jimenez picking up that horrifying injury. But, but then again, you know, you know, if they if they, they if they got that European money, they could have spent it on a striker and. Uh, Again, you know, could have you know been in, in Europe. You know, in my opinion, you, you say you say Wolves can't, you know, might not, not be able to deal at a level. What level is Europa League? Because no, I just I just mean in the sense that they have to balance Europa League Europe. and the Premier League at the same time, because they don't have much squad depth, and they've got the cups as well, which Wolves like to try and go far in the cups. As we know, this they're still in the FA Cup. Yeah, but my official prediction. I think Leicester are going to take top four. I think Everton will either just make it or miss out just and get Europa. And I think I think Aston Villa are going to get a European spot as well. That's my official predictions. I think Southampton and West Ham are going to put up a fight, but I don't think they're going to quite snatch a European spot. Yeah. I mean, but I, I think Villa uh, do have a, a very, very good chance. It's just a case of whether they can keep this run of four. But if they can do that, I believe Villa will could even get top four, as mental as that is to say. But it's possible, and it's in this moment. Uh, another question I've been asked, which is an interesting one. Both of these questions, probably by the same person, both anonymous, but they do tie into each other. Right, is it plaster to go to another team's games? No, I I agree with that. Um, I've been to, to a few. Um, I've been to a few rounds to watch games. I've been to um, my favourite game that there hasn't been a Liverpool game that I've been to. I mean, I've probably it, been Celtic Park. It's un, it's unreal in Glasgow and Celtic Park. And I've got mm-hmm. a massive soft spot for, for Celtic. I wouldn't call myself a Celtic supporter, but I like them to do well. But yeah, um, imagine, imagine it's it's a Champions League final. You get tickets and you go to you go to a European final. Yeah, yeah, and you come home. And your mates are calling it plastic. I don't, I don't get how that's plastic. I think I think they mean like if you go to, I think it means like for example when I went to Celtic Park, I was in the Celtic end. I was joining in with all the songs. I I had the Celtic shirt on. That doesn't mean I'm a Celtic supporter, but I just fancy going the game and I like the club and I like some of the songs they sing. Yeah, but fair. is that plastic? Like I don't believe it is. Because like I know I know where I'd stand if Celtic. I wouldn't call myself a Celtic supporter. If Celtic played Liverpool, I know where I'd, I'd be standing, and it'd be in, it'd be in the Liverpool end. Well, there's an argument for that, but there's an argument for it. But like, I don't I don't think it is. Then there's, there's, I've got another question. It's probably from the same fella. Is it plastic to support two teams? Yes. Now it's a difficult one for me because like personally. I see. I see my football team as like I see. I see this how most people. I see Liverpool Football Club how most people would see a long term relationship, how people would see a marriage. Even this is the only football club for me, and it always will be that way. And that that's me personally. But I I think like if say you've got, I don't necessarily think it's plastic. Like if say you're from, I don't think it's plastic to support your local non league team. Like say say someone from like um. 
a small town wants to support a small non-league team because you live in a town near Liverpool or Manchester and you want to support, like, say, City at the same time as they support, like, I don't know, um, Warrington Town FC, for example. I don't think that's plastic. I don't even think they're supporting teams that hardly ever, like, supporting... Supporting two teams in the same country is a bit weird. I don't think supporting, like, Liverpool and Celtic at the same time is plastic. It's not for me, but I don't necessarily think it's plastic. But then I think it, that when it starts to become plastic, it's when, like, you get the same people who say they support Man United and Barca, or, like, Real Madrid and Chelsea at the same time. Or, say, they support two teams in the same, like, country, like... Say they're a Bolt, they say they're a Bolton fan, or like an yeah. Oldham. Say like they're an Oldham and a Man United fan, or something as like that. I think that's a bit plastic, to be honest. But yeah, that's just my opinion, to be honest. My opinion is that well, obviously, as I could never support another team apart from Bolton. Bolton, I agree. We put the same with Liverpool. You know, just because it fits me, and you know, I love the club. It's an amazing club. You know, I love them. And I probably always will. I'll never, I will never go and support another team apart from them. I'm the same with Liverpool. Although I have soft spot for teams, I do like teams like Celtic. I like Dortmund a lot. Um, I'd never, I'd never be able to call myself a proper supporter of any team I, but Liverpool. Yeah, I think so. Soft spots for teams, like I mean, yeah, I have, that's. I have, I have a soft spot. Carlisle United. I have a soft spot for them, even though we play each other. Hmm. And there's a couple of teams in the Premier League I've got a soft spot for, all teams that used to be. Like Norwich, for example. It's a weird one, but I, I just have a soft spot for Norwich. It's not, it's not weird to have a soft spot for Norwich. But, you know. I know, it's just random, though. Do you know what I mean? The thing with Norwich is, in my opinion, in my opinion, apart from Bolton, they're a great club. Same. You know, free money, but I just have a soft spot for them because team and they put up such a mm. city and from then you'd think they'd say oh they went down and it was just sad to see season go yeah. down yeah I've always had a soft spot for them from the days when they had Wes Houlihan and Irish lad at Norwich but I just like the kids I think they've got a good atmosphere I um, but yeah so what I will ask now, the next question I've got, right? Would you rather your club win the Champions League or your country win the World Cup? So, for me, that the question is, would I rather see Ireland win the World Cup or Liverpool win the Champions League? For you, it's would you rather see Bolton win, win the Champions League or England win the World Cup? Oh, God. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Right. So, what I've just asked, essentially... Is um, I'm having a bit of trouble hearing you as well. Like, um, but what I've asked essentially is, would you rather your club win the UCL or your country win win the World Cup? So would you rather have um, England win the World Cup or Bolton win the Champions League? And for me, it's would I rather have Ireland win the World Cup and Liverpool win win the Champions League? I'm with you on that. As much as I'd love to see Ireland win, win the World Cup, I'm just I'm I'm it's Liverpool before anything. Absolutely anything. This is the last question I've got. I think this is more directed 
this is more directed to me, I think, as a Liverpool supporter, right? Anyone that follows me on social media or talks to me about Liverpool will know my stance on this. FSG in or FSG out, right? And I just, I just like, I'd like to say something, right? And this, this goes out to all you FSG out lads who, who reckon that they're doing in the club, right? I'm just going to give you a little a little reminder that John Henry, right, he bought this club in, in you know, 2010-2011. Where were we? 19th in the table. Battling relegation. Hodgson as manager. On the edge of administration. Gillette and Hicks, you know, George Gillette Thomas, the owners of Liverpool Football Club at the time, they were the money they drained out of this club. He sold Mascarano. He sold Alonso. And all they done was they used the wage money that they got off them to buy Paulson from Juve on a free and get Joe Cole on a free from Chelsea, I believe it was. And they kept the profits on Alonso and Mascarano and they just put them in their own back pocket. Right? What they were going to do to make up for the debt they caused to the club after doing all that, taking all the money out of it, was they were going to sell Anfield. Imagine that, right? And the financial damage that they've done felt to this day. And John Henry is paying that money out of his own pocket to help the club. He's not as rich as the Arab owners, no, but he's doing all that. And what think about what he's done for the for the club itself. He sacked Hodgson. He brought in Kenny Dalglish, who built a culture for this football club and brought it back to where it was. He's like he won was the League Cup. He built the foundations of Brendan Rodgers, who nearly won us the league. And when Brendan Sam was, was up, he recruited it. It was John Henry's choice, all these managers to bring in Jurgen Klopp, the best manager in the world, probably. He's made Liverpool arguably the best team in the world. He's won us the Champions League and the Premier League. Ten years after all Everyone was saying Liverpool are going to go into administration. Liverpool are getting relegated. Liverpool are selling on field this. Liverpool are going to do that. Liverpool was about to be, at worst, dead and buried. At best, the Championship club. I mean, people are just ungrateful. I think like people, people sat here. Fans, especially local fans, sat there going, "Is my club going to go under?" And and John, like John Henry, he's not the richest fellow going, is he? But he's introduced something. If you want anyone watching baseball, I keep up with Boston sports personally. Um, and he's done something for the baseball team, the Red Sox. He gets good players for cheap. He sets up scouting teams. I mean, to get good players for cheap. And like, and that's what he, what he's done as well at Liverpool is John Henry has helped. And he's helped to build something when it comes to marketing abroad. Like Liverpool didn't capitalise on that in the 90s. And that's why they dropped off while United and Arsenal went on to win all the trophies. And it just, it just does me head in. Seeing all these financial experts who think running and improving a football club comes down to selling and buying players. When what John Henry's done for this club, people don't understand. He's invested to make us a global brand. We compete with City, we compete with United, Arsenal, Chelsea, all of these clubs. And he's helped us become a self-sustaining club. He's increased the capacity of Anfield from 46,000 to 54,000. Plans in place for us to go to 61,000 now. Even though it would have been cheaper to knock Anfield down and build some 60,000-seater stadium, no. He kept with the traditions of the club. He kept the stadium around and look what it's done for us. Anfield and the Anfield fans are part of the reason why we are the club we are and how we've done so well. He's made the facilities world-class. Klopp asked for 60 million on a chain ground and he got it. He set up scouts to hunt bargains and he still spent 45 million on the summer um, in, in, you know, on Jose during these, these difficult times. And yeah, people are going, it's paid in instalments. But like, so what? It's nine million every season. He's put all that money to the side anyway. And people are like, there hasn't been this mad financial crash. Like, he's losing money anyway. And people just forget, even if he wasn't investing loads and loads. Without FSG, we would be in the EFL playing in a 20,000 seat stadium with no atmosphere. And that, that's the truth. Some, like, some fans, some fans are just so ungrateful sometimes. I mean, like some like buried they they went under Manchester went under and you know, if I if I met John Henry for everything he's done for this club I would I would get down I would lift that man's feet I, that's how grateful I am for everything he's done and you've got all these people going FSG out they don't they don't realise they don't they don't realise where we could would have been without him he's saved there's no two ways about it John W Henry saved Liverpool Football Club from something unimaginable. Yeah, and uh, also, also thing, like, they they say why 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 is like why is Jot getting signed for instalments? Well, at the minute, every club using instalments and loans and loans to pay off things because they don't have a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. Jordan, you know, another thing is right when I I used to go to a lot of games, like you know. Um, 09, 010, 11, all around that. Well, obviously, John Henry was in by 2010, 2011, but 
You know what I mean? Like around 2008, 2010, I'd say there were loads of banners everywhere. You know, saying um, Gillette and X, we've had enough. Um, built built by uh, built by Shanks, broke by Yanks, all that. Everyone going absolutely mad. Right? Everyone's going absolutely mad. I watch Gillette and X with them to the club, thankfully. So you see all them banners on the car, and it makes you think, why isn't anyone, why isn't anyone taking FSGL banners onto the car? Because they're actually good owners, and the only people who moan about it are the armchair fans on Twitter who've. They've probably never been to Liverpool or Anfield in their lives, and they probably never will. And they just moan and moan on, on social media all the time. So to these FSGL people who are listening, don't forget everything FSG have done for this club. Were you here 10 years ago, right, when we were shite? Because if you were, you'd be fucking grateful. Hashtag FSG in. Hashtag Viva John fucking Henry. <laughs> I'd, I'd have John Henry's owner. I think, I think most clubs were... Like, I mean, yeah, of course. Our owners now are decent, but it's not it's financially. You know, they have Well, yeah. I mean, even I think most Premier League clubs would take take the owners. I mean, people people think we've got bad owners. If you want to see bad owners, Man United have probably worse owners than we do. Look at Mike Ashley at Newcastle. Or if you want, you want to look at the extremes. Go and look at what's happened to your club, Bolton. Go and look at what's happened to Berry and Macclesfield and all these, all these clubs. I'm at, like, people are asking for an owner to get gone. When this owner is the reason we're in the we're still in the Premier League. We've won, we've won the Premier League, and we've won a Champions League, and we've been to two finals, and we've and we've come second two two times before we won that league as well. Cherry, cherry picked. You've cherry picked 11, 11 world class players. Cherry picked them, you know. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't go out and you didn't go out and spend hundreds and hundreds of million on them. And, and the ones that we yeah. did spend big on, it was only off selling plays, and that that's the smart thing to do. Because if you spend minimal in the transfer, everything you can do. Because keep in mind that John Henry still has to pay off their debts, Gillette and Hicks debts. He has to build, still like he builds a new training ground. He's he's keeping money up to to rebuild Anfield and make it an even bigger stadium. So more, more income can come in. It's just it's 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 smart business and and no, there isn't spending on the levels of City and United. Am I frustrated we didn't get a centre back in the summer? Am I frustrated we didn't get a centre? We aren't probably aren't getting a centre back this month. Yes, but just just I'm. It's like I'm still more than grateful. And even if we don't get a centre back, we will we will get one in the summer. I guarantee you. If we don't get a centre back in the next few days, what will be coming in the summer? And. Yeah. And once he comes in and he does well, everyone will go back to kissing FSG's feet. The only people who who are molding to get him out of are the people on social media who think they're financial experts but don't actually have a clue. So um, that's all the questions that we've got. Um, so I do think now would be the time, ideally, to wrap things up. This one to be the end of the podcast today, and uh, I've enjoyed the episode. You enjoyed it? I've loved it. Um, answering people's questions, talking about the ethical. I just enjoy. Like I've always wanted to kind of do a bit of a Q and A thing, and I thought, but we can spend half of it on the FA Cup. I think it's just nice for the for the fans to be able to be a part of it and, and just ask us questions. I, I I like that. Get the viewers involved. Uh, one, that's gonna be it for the podcast today. Uh, hope you enjoyed it, and uh, we'll see. <laughs> We'll see you uh, next week or in two weeks. Or in, in five months' time, no one knows. But, uh, yeah, they'll yeah. See, see, you, see you You know, we're not consistent, are we? But, uh, yeah, see you soon, boys. Yeah, see you.